From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, June 16th. Uh, crews are now working um, in, a, in a remote hollow spot where they're um, staying there on the hill, uh, being supplied by aviation resources for fresh food and water. Team leaders working on the Pack Creek Fire spoke last night in a virtual meeting on its progression and response to suppression efforts. The fire is roughly 8,500 acres in the LaSalle Mountains and 26 percent contained. Incident commanders said the steep and rugged terrain presents a series of challenges, especially combined with volatile fuel conditions brought on by persistent drought. Tim Rohde, incident commander for the Great Basin team. It's only the second week of June, but we have fuel conditions up on the mountain that haven't been seen in 90 years. I think as everyone is aware, we have record heat and record dryness, and it's a tough piece of real estate. LaSalle's are beautiful. But we have to be very meticulous and, and, and very uh, direct about how we approach this. I know a lot of people are curious about timelines on when the fire will be contained, when it will be done, and it's very difficult to, to put an estimate on that. Uh, I can tell you that it isn't going to be uh, in the next three to five days. But we are looking at uh, weeks, multiple weeks, likely before the fire is brought to containment. I know the community is. Uh pretty devastated by watching what's happening up on the mountain. Brian Murdoch, Recreation and Trails Manager for the Moab and Monticello Ranger District. Murdoch has lived in Moab for over 15 years and spoke to the community's collective feelings as they've watched the fire progress in the mountains over the last week. Um, anybody that's familiar with LaSalle knows that uh, this fire is burning right in um, the areas that people love, all of our recreation sites, all of our trails. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that it is pretty devastating to sit down here and and um, feel helpless, but this team really is doing everything they can to get this thing out um, as quick a time as possible. There are now over 500 people working on this fire with 11 helicopters and 34 engines. Team leaders say firefighters are continuing to secure the Pack Creek area community, methodically working on the difficult terrain near Bremley Creek and using aggressive aviation resources near Uwa Lake. The estimated cost to date on the Pat Creek fire is about $3.5 million. Yeah, so those costs, we they're calculated on a daily basis. And, you know, as with, with every other aspect of public safety, this is, again, an expense that is placed on the taxpayer, basically. Fire Information Officer Nick Howell. We spoke with him this morning to get the latest on the fire. So a lot of that money comes from federal resources. Are there state resources mixed in as well? Yeah, so there, there's definitely the uh, the team is a federal team. Um, the state of Utah has also been in contact with FEMA. So between FEMA and the federal agencies, that's, that's typically how we do business in the firefighting world. So let's get into um, the fire suppression efforts. You know, from last night's virtual presentation, it seems like there are multiple crews working several different angles on the fire. Can you talk about um, progression as of yesterday and what crews are working on today? Yeah, so I think in terms of resources on the fire, we're, we're kind of at that peak status as we've got about 535 personnel that are now assigned to the incident. So there's, there's definitely a lot of people. Um, we've got 11 helicopters that are supporting the crews. There's being a lot of work done to day. Some some good news that we have, the relative humidities did go up last night, um, much more than they have the past couple of days. And so that hopefully that will prove to be a 
tremendous help today as firefighters continue to strengthen those control lines and secure more of the fire's perimeter. You know, it sounds like um, the priority is the Uwa Lake area right now, including the campground and infrastructure, and that crews are going to continue to sort of prioritize private property, infrastructure, and recreation areas. Anything to add to that? Um, Yeah, the crews did spend a lot of time around Uwa Lake, and um, there was a lot of helicopter work that was done as well. So that's definitely been one of the many key priorities that we have on our radar right now. So um, that's going to continue today. We have more hand crews that are going to be trying to find different access points into those areas. Hopefully with the relative humidity increase that we, we received last night, hopefully that will be helpful for the firefighters on the ground. One of the things that kind of stuck with me from last night's virtual meeting is that the incident commander was talking about um, timelines and said, look, we're looking at weeks, potentially multiple weeks, um, before the fire is brought to containment, and there are several reasons for that. Can you can you just touch on that? Yeah, so and that's the thing. Timelines are really hard to pin down just because of all the environmental factors at play. Um, one thing that is going to occur is there's a lot of unburned islands that are far away from the fire's perimeter, and they're not a concern to the containment of the fire or the control of the fire. But they're going to continue to smoke for a long time just for the fact that our focus is is on the fire perimeter and then securing farther in from the fire perimeter um, to make sure that the fire, you know, doesn't escape and, and break out again. So, um, but those interior islands will definitely smoke for a long time, probably until you start seeing some significant rainfall, honestly. In terms of firefighters being able to contain the fire, uh, those timelines are really hard to pin down. Like I said, it's the fact that we have achieved 26% containment as of today is really great news. Um, we're going to continue to achieve more containment in the in the following days and over the next week, week and a half. So um, hopefully we will be able to be successful. In your daily report this morning, there's a note about smoke impacting um, the communities of Moabs and Spanish Valley over the next few days. Yeah, so we have a different situation taking place uh, throughout yesterday and today. As you notice, there's definitely more of a smoke inversion. Um, Our neighboring states to the south, just the way that the winds are carrying smoke from fires in other states, that's definitely affecting this community here in San Juan and Carbon County as well. So not only the fire, not only the Pack Creek fire, but we also have a lot of smoke coming from neighboring states. Yeah, so what can um, people in our community do to protect themselves uh, against smoke impacts? Yeah, I mean, it's, there, there are a lot of people out there that are sensitive to air quality and the impacts of smoke from wildfires. Um, if that's the case, you know, the, the best thing you can do is, is try to stay indoors Stay in, in areas that the air is uh, more clean, you know, keep your windows closed, that type of thing. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the West is experiencing a lot of wildfires. So a lot of different places you're going to, that you would normally go and travel and see, you're probably going to have similar um, air quality. Well, thank you, Nick. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about Pack Creek Fire today? Um, the only other thing is we, we are expecting the wind to come out of different directions and that may change um, our tactical operations just because it might have a different effect on certain parts of the fire. So like like I said earlier in the week, that fire has basically 6,000 feet of elevation 
from top to bottom. So there's a lot of different canyons that it's in. There's a lot of different terrain influences, and, and with the shifting winds or different wind directions, we can see other areas, um, you know, flare up and, and generate smoke that, you know, in places that we haven't necessarily seen over the last couple of days. Nick Howell, fire information officer. Find the link to last night's presentation on the Pack Creek Fire at kzmu.org. The Pack Creek Fire, of course, is not the only blaze burning right now in the state of Utah. The state's Division of Forestry, Fire, and State Lands is reporting 30 new starts just as of last week. Kate Webb, Fire Information Officer for the Division. So as far as totals, we've had 356 total wildfires, and the overwhelming majority, 88% right now, are human-caused. And yeah, those, those kind of trends are really scary. That's 356 total wildfires in Utah just in 2021. A solid majority of them started by humans. Just to give a little bit of perspective, our 10-year average for this time of year for total wildfires is about 224, and we're at 356. So we're well above the norm for the 10-year average. A lot of that has to do with the conditions that we have. Conditions are primed for a fire to start. It's easy for them to start right now, and we're seeing a lot of acreage growth given the winds and dry conditions. Although Webb says there's nothing to be done about weather-related fire starts, human-caused fires can definitely be prevented. To be honest, we can't change the drought conditions we're in. We can't change snowpack levels that happened over the winter, and we can't change the weather conditions that come our way, whether it be wind or, or hotter and drier weather. What we can change is the number of human-caused starts that we're seeing. That is what we can influence. Webb produces weekly videos released each Wednesday on the status of wildfires in Utah. In addition to giving viewers a situational awareness about wildfires across the state, she always mentions prevention methods and tactics. Looking over 10-year data trends, she says the most common human starts include throwing sparks on a roadway, whether it's driving on a rim after a blown tire or dragging a chain. There's also seasonal debris burning and what happened in Pat Creek, abandoned campfires. It's really important for people to first recognize and understand the drought conditions that we're in. They're not going away anytime soon. This is kind of the card that, that's been dealt. We have very high fire danger, severe conditions statewide, very high fire potential. It's easy for a fire to spark. It just means that we need to have a different mindset this year. We need to recreate, travel, and work differently than we might normally given these drought conditions. Forest Service investigators are continuing to explore any leads that could help them identify those responsible for the Pat Creek Fire's start. If you have information, call their tip line at 775-355-5337. Find more information on the Pat Creek Fire in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, June 16th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.